Thanks everyone for downloading this episode of the Nerd Ball Podcast. I am Lorenzo, your host with the most uh, whatever. So I am here as always, once a week now. Uh, thanks for sticking with me. The uh, thanks for sharing, reviewing, subscribing, all that stuff for the podcast, helping it grow. Uh, reach us at the Nerdball Podcast at gmail.com. Um, look for our new episodes. Check out the YouTube page. Search the Nerdball Podcast. Uh, has the views have been picking up there, so uh, it's exciting to see that. So keep keep doing what you're doing. Um, it's exciting, guys. I, I do appreciate everything. And every time I do an episode, put it out. It's fun to see uh, people's reactions, uh, if they comment about it or whatever. So it is exciting. So thank you again for all that. Uh, this episode is uh, with my good friend Scott, who is always down to podcast um, on short notice, especially. He's one that I can always count on him and, and Ben Marshall, uh, short the short notice podcast kings, uh, ready to go. So uh, I hope you enjoy this episode. It was a great conversation as always. Um, again, please reach out to the Nerdball Podcast at gmail.com or any of our social medias for anything you'd want to talk about. So, thanks again. Hi, this is Scott Buecher, and this is the Nerdball Podcast. This is the Nerdball Podcast with Lorenzo Melcher. Thanks, Scott, for coming on the podcast. I feel like um, I feel like you've been on so often. I can just reuse your your intros. Instead. Probably just <laughs> it's like we do like the voice recordings at school for like the safety announcements. Yeah. for like basketball games. Now we just like we just videotaped or we just audio taped Brandon Decker just saying it once, and we just hit play on it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just makes it easier. You don't have to be there. Uh, we can just yeah. get going. But uh, yeah. in reality, it's only five seconds. So uh, yeah, right. but anyway, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks for thanks for coming on the podcast and. Uh, like, like I always say, uh, you're my super short notice guy. Uh, you, you, you and Ben Marshall are usually, usually pretty good, which, which is hard to believe sometimes because you both have young children. So it's, it's not always like, uh, yeah, it's, it's not always a guarantee, but in my brain, I'm like, well, yeah, they, they do it all the time. Yeah. I mean, once they go to bed, you know, that makes things a little easier. And, Mm -hmm. um, actually right now with me being off today, it helps out with being, you know, I know today's not the, the episode's not going to come out for a couple of weeks, but it is New Year's Day today, so I'm off. Yeah. Um, actually, my wife Lindsay, she took the girls to Walmart. Um, Alice got an like an Easy Bake oven for Christmas, mm. so they're buying some more recipes to uh, to do that. So they're actually all in the house right now. Just Man. me and the dog right now. The dog's underneath me. If you see like my arms, it's because the dog's underneath me and needs constant petting. All right. <laughs> Nothing else is happening. <laughs> um. The. Uh... Easy bake oven, man. My sisters had those a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, they're still around, eh? I, I'm surprised. Yeah, I'm surprised Lillian hasn't asked for one. Yeah, so we made um, uh, like pretzels in these like little mini cheese pizzas things yesterday. Yeah, uh, interesting. I uh, say, how do they? How do they, uh, they taste? <laughs> they taste like what you'd imagine they would taste like. <laughs> um, you know, it's never a good sign when they when you have to make the cheese for the cheese pizza, where it says, "Take this liquid into a sandwich bag and stir it." <laughs> so, oh my gosh! Yeah, this. Uh, it's, let's just say it's not ancestral diet stuff. That's for sure. All right, all right. Yeah, you're. Uh, that, no, I can't imagine. Lillian had got a like a science kit. It's almost like a, a girls and STEM science kit. And, yeah. yeah. Um, 
she made candy, like gummy candy, which is okay. basically, she just basically just made jello, but they said it was yeah, candy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like she brought it over to my in-laws when we went over there for Christmas. And she's like, here, everyone can have a piece. And we all had it and we all took some and we're just like, hmm, yeah. yeah. Delicious. It, it, the texture was fine, which is yeah. usually a huge part of food is oh, yeah. texture, right? Uh, there was just no flavor at all. Like it was it was like plain jello and yeah. and even she even she's like I it's not very good. <laughs> Remember the uh the creepy crawlers? Yeah, I used to make those. Yeah, yeah so I don't know, like a year ago or so, Alice had gotten something similar to that, but you can eat them. Oh. And so we made those a couple times. Yeah, I just I, I remember I like, trying one and like gagging it down. <laughs> like, oh, this is so bad. Yeah, as a dad, you can't just be like, nope, you're, you, yeah, you like, made, right. whatever you made is horrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, delicious. So now Alice actually wants to set up a uh, a cheese pizza stand and use her easy bake oven to make these little cheese pizzas and sell them. And so I was actually throwing away this big diaper box. Um, you know, it's like huge, right? Yeah. And she, no, no, that's that's gonna be my cheese pizza stand. I'm like, okay, so it's it's sitting in the family room right now, waiting waiting to be utilized. Uh, I don't know how many boxes have been cut up in our house to do oh, yeah. whatever. Oh yeah, they like they, they love it. I mean, yeah, it's it's really cool. I mean, actually, so I'll have to share this with you. There's this TED talk um, that I watched about a year ago, and I shared it with the staff and this guy. Um, you know, basically the premise of it was get back to your childhood wonder. Mm-hmm. And he it was, it was super creative and interactive and things like that, but it, it focused on, you know, when you were a kid and you had this box, right. The endless possibilities of what this box could be mm-hmm. but when you, you know, but when you start to age and, and grow up, you just start to see it just as a box again. Right. And it, so the, the like the premises of the video is to get back to your childhood curiosity um, with the options of what this could be. Um, super cool video. Um, I know Jackie Durr showed it to like her sub students and she did this conference down out in Arizona and I like, kind of like based her presentation on that video, oh. um, particularly with like STEM teaching. You know, a lot of it is, you know, creativity and, you know, kind of having that en- engineering processing and that, that mind for it. Yeah, Mateo, uh, right on the floor next to me, one of in one of his classes, he had to build a, um, I guess a roller coaster, but it's for marble. So oh, yeah. just like, um, yeah. and it's <laughs> he but got it home Goldberg type of thing, right? You know, it's he kept all the levers and oh yeah, yeah, and, and it goes down. Yeah, uh, he brought it home, and I was like, oh, do you like everyone do this? He goes, no, we worked in a group. I was like, oh, so wh- why did you get to bring it home? Now. <laughs> He's like, well, I did the most work, that, so they said I could bring it home. I was like, okay, so now we just we get to own this marble paper cardboard thing. Just on the floor. It constantly gets stepped on because it's right when you come down our basement stairs, it's right on the corner right there. Yeah, it's so. probably made of like popsicle sticks and stuff too, right? It um, Actually, uh, it's pretty cool. It is just paper and tape. That's all it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. That yeah. is neat. Yeah, it's, so, it's pretty cool, and, and I had to help him. Like, He brought it home when they were done with it, but he wanted to finish it. So I was helping yeah. him finish it and stuff. So Lindsay's dad got this, like this marble, just like that. This like Rube Goldberg marble thing, but it was like it was like a set. He did he got this for Christmas, yeah, from his wife. He likes he likes super like interesting stuff like that, and uh, he put it together. And he was telling us about it on Christmas Day. How 
like it's just made of like wood and it's like an erector set type of thing and it's there's no screws they all kind of fit together whatever he goes the girls are gonna love it when they come over later this week mm-hmm. and so we, we go over there and yeah their, their family christmas party on saturday and, and the girls are playing with it on the floor and and they have the little marbles it's like the mouse trap thing right you oh know, yeah yeah all the way through and they're super into it and and then they got some other presents too and i'm sitting there with the two girls and I'm, they're asking me to get out this doll that they got. And, you know, you, you know, like dolls now, it's like Fort Knox trying to get them out. So to, like, <laughs> and I don't have scissors with me, so I'm trying to like, get them out. So as I'm doing that, Georgia breaks off the crank to this, like, mousetrap thing. Oh, it's, no. Yeah, it's, I was like, <laughs> let's just put this up here. It's <laughs> just not saying anything. <laughs> Did you find out while you were there? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> kids kids are so destructive but you can't like they're kids and they're that oh, you know you can't you get them in trouble right yeah yeah i mean yeah. you just you just laugh about it and at least i do i know sometimes like in the moment like that's something i've really tried to like work on over the last year really is not to get so frustrated when they do something wrong or they're, they're having like a, a meltdown or uh or something like that. Just kind of like keep it in mind, like you know, okay, she's five and she's yeah. two. This is going to happen in, in their world. This is like the end of it. Just address it and and move on. Don't get so worked up about it. But I, yeah, I think I think a lot of our frustrations when it comes to our children is just because we're frustrated at something else at work or whatever oh, else sure. happened or the day. It's not, and then it's like you get home and then this thing happens. It's like the cherry on top of your volcano that's about to explode. <laughs> yeah, I you know I, I find that a lot like with what I do. You know, particularly working with the schools and being an administrator. Um, you, know, you know, honestly, I mean, we've talked about this before. A lot of times, unless we go out and search for those positive student interactions, a lot of our interactions with kids are, are mm-hmm. negative. Um, you know, they've done this or they did this and you're kind of working through it. And I remember, you know, Dave Boyce said this to me years ago when I got into administration and he told me, he said, it's, it's, it's hard to be a primary discipl- disciplinarian at work and then come home and also do it at home too oh yeah and he goes because of that carryover and i remember it was a good conversation with dave and he had said you have to make sure you you know when you leave you you check it and you 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 keep things in perspective and you you understand like the the kids at home are not the kids at school Mm -hmm. it has to be a clean a clean break and a separation there between the two of them Uh, um i would kind of keep that in mind i would imagine a big part of being an administrator is discipline and, and it gets, I would imagine it gets frustrating when you're just like having to constantly do it. Uh, and maybe, con- maybe constantly makes it seem like it's like all the time every day, but, but when you are doing it, it is like, Oh, I just did, I had to, had to do this with a student yesterday. And it's, I would, you know, cause I know my job is not like, it's not fun when you have yeah. to like discipline and, and, you know, tell staff like, Hey, you guys aren't doing a good job right now. And, and it's gets a little frustrating. Yeah, well, I'll tell you this. I mean, like, and you know this, you've been in our community for so long. We've got really great kids. So we, I mean, we don't really have a whole lot of, you know, like crazy discipline or anything like that. And and we got really good teachers who kind of understand perspectives. And, you know, we've worked really hard the last couple of years with kind of like seeing the kid as a whole person and, you know, the, the structure creates the behavior. And, and, you know, a lot of times, you know, if something happens, we, we look at that internally and be like, okay, what was the structure that we have in place? And did a lack of, you know, kind of our, our fault 
lack of structure or a lack of communication or a lack of direction or a lack of expectation actually calls that behavior. Um, you know, so there's a lot of that self-reflection piece for us too, but, you know, I think I'm super proud of, you know, our, our teachers and our, you know, Brandon and Chad or the, the two assistants that kind of always look at the kid as a whole first and try to figure out what's best for them. And, you know, so it's, it's good, like, but like, you know, this, we got great kids. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, when you do, when there is like, um, uh, discipline or you have to talk to a student and it's going to be, you know, it's going to be like, it's a negative thing. It's not necessarily a positive thing. Do you always do it in your office? Not necessarily. Um, you know, some, you know, actually sometimes I like to call kids. I, I, I like to call kids down to my office for good things. Because, I was just gonna, yeah. I was just going to say yes. Um, yeah. Because a lot of times they like, they they always associate being called down to either mm -hmm. like, you're the, the two assistant principals and something bad's going to happen and like we we try to like correct that image and even like that's the image i think this and you're, you're never going to fully correct that because that's the nature of school since inception you get called down to the principal's office yeah. it's because something bad happened right yeah or if the principal comes to your room and pulls you out it's because something bad happens um you know, so we try to correct that, you know, as much as we can. I think it depends on the kid too. So if I have a relationship with the kid, let's say I do have to talk about something like something bad that happened and I've got a relationship to, with the kid, I might just go, you know, pull him out of class. Like, let's go for a walk here a little bit and uh, let's walk along the hall or talk about it or, uh -huh. um, you know, that situation just kind of depends. I mean, I remember earlier this year, there was a kid who, who I was super proud. He's an eighth grader um, as a, a seventh grader had a ton of challenges you know, with him kind of go, he's kind of got a, a unique story to him and he decided to play football this year as an eighth grader, which was awesome. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, kind of one of those situations where the kid needs football more than football needs the kid. Oh yeah. And he got, I was at the game the night before he got into the game and made some really nice tackles and, you know, just not afraid to get his nose dirty type of thing. And I, I was walking by his, one of his classrooms um, as actually in our class. And I was like, Hey, I popped in and I said, Hey, can I, can I see you for a second? And everybody was like, yeah. <laughs> you know, right. And I was like, hold on, just because I'm up here doesn't mean he's in trouble. I'm actually pulling him out to, to praise him because he did something really, really good. So ha ha and all you guys. <laughs> you know, this type of thing. So we try to do like, be a little intentional with that, that piece of yeah. it too. Um, you know, so I know like one of the things that, that Brandon loves to do is he's in charge of our jacket way stuff. And, you know, we give out so many different student incentives and, you know, we reward kids every month, you know, randomly with a free subway lunch. And so he always calls them down and writes them passes and they come to the office. They don't, I mean, they don't know what's going on. And Brandon's like, Hey, you want a free subway lunch? <laughs> you know, so that's always, that's always fun for us. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, when there are the, the positive things like that, do you do that? Will you do that in front of other, like, instead of pulling them out one-on-one, -on -one, will you just say, hey, you know, do it in front of the class? Yeah, sometimes. Uh, I think it just kind of depends on the kid, too. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, you could probably tell, like, he's gonna, he or she's going to like if doing it in front of the class or not. Yeah. I mean, so it just kind of depends on that, on, that, on, on the kid. And, you know, even, like, who's got the relationship with the kid. So the kid may have done something really well, but, like, I don't necessarily have the relationship with them. But, uh -huh. you know, it's also does. You know, so we might try to connect with that person and be like, hey, we're going to give this kid, you know, this this award or this privilege or, or something like that. You know, do you want to be a part of it? Um, you know, so that, that kind of helps it helps it out, too. 
Yeah, because I think that's a good idea, too, because you want to build as much as you'd like to have a relationship with everyone. It's impossible. But you want to build the relationships they do have with the adults in the in the building because sure. you know it's it's going to make yeah uh, it's going to make their relationship better and then other students will see that too yeah for the, for the reality of the situation like you said there's 830 kids in our building i can't have a relationship with all of them as much yeah. as it, like, you'd like to or, or chad and brandon can't have a relationship with them all um but our goal is that every kid does have a, a positive relationship mm-hmm. with at least one adult right yeah. Yeah. it's a teacher or coach or bus driver or cafeteria worker or whoever it might be um you know, so we'll pull those kids in. I know last year we had a kid who, you know, we were able to, um, you know, connect the kid with some, he's a huge WWE fan. And um, I think that's what's called the wrestling, right? Yeah. yeah. And, um, we were able to connect that kid up with some tickets. They came to uh, uh, Seagate or the Huntington Center or one of those places. Mm-hmm. We were able to, to get some tickets for him. And, you know, I didn't necessarily have that relationship with that kid, you know, but one of our cafeteria monitors did. And so we had that guy, cafeteria monitor actually come up and, and he was kind of like a, yeah, I would say he was like a driving force to get the tickets. It was, it was, you know, Brandon Decker did a nice job with that. And we worked with yeah. some people, but we brought that guy up because he had that relationship with that kid. So that made it a little bit more, mem- you know, memorable for it. So, oh, nice. That, yeah. that's my, my favorite part is finding all those little things that that kids are into um because my my eyes are so open to other hobbies like i can i can really dive into other things for a short amount of time so if a kid mm-hmm. tells me that i really enjoy this whatever it is like i can be into it and enough to discuss it with them and you know it might be the super niche thing but but I mean, that's part of this podcast too, right? It's finding all right. those little yeah. things that, that people are into. And I that's really, right. I really enjoy that part of it because sometimes what they're into is uh, no one knows what it is. Yeah. And if they can have someone to, to chat with it about, you know, for a little bit, you know? Yeah. 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 It's cool to hear about different kids' interests and, and things like that. And, you know, um, you know, it, and it's also interesting to like, when you, when you, when you talk with kids, like what their perceptions of you are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I remember I was talking to one kid, uh, it was either last year or the year before, I think it was last year. And, you know, him and him, he and I are in the office. We had a little bit of a relationship, but, but I wouldn't say like a, a pretty extensive one. And we were just talking about books and he, he looked over my office. I've got different like mementos in my office, you know, representing different things. And, and, uh, one of the things I have up on like a bulletin board is a, is a pin that I actually bought when I was at Disney last year with, with the family. Mm-hmm. And he, kind of asked about it and i was like i'm a huge disney fan he goes what I'm like yeah you know <laughs> you know we, you know we just went you know I, I just love the magic of it and all these different things he goes i never thought you would be a disney fan i was like yeah yeah you know sometimes i'm bored you know if, it was, if i need something on tv i'll just turn on like you know steamboat willie you know <laughs> <laughs> cartoons or whatever and he goes i've always thought of you as being this person mm-hmm. you know with um you know being athletics and i got a frame football jersey up there got the football helmet because i've always seen you as that person i never saw you that at that person so that was kind of like an interesting you know moment uh for me um kind of like break down stereotypes and i remember like we did this activity one of our teachers led but like what does your classroom say about you and mm. are you inadvertently like shutting down kids because of how your classroom is designed or, or decorated are you okay a kid walks in and sees nothing but cleveland brown stuff hanging in there you know and that kid walks in and has no interest in sports yeah you know, are you automatically like putting up a wall now between you and that kid 
um, because of some stuff like that. And, um, you know, so I think that's, that's but, something that we've all kind of taken in, in the back of our mind a little bit. I said that there's a hard, hard, like line there too, because you, you want your teachers to be able to express themselves and be themselves, sure. but, but at, to a certain level, uh, you know, in my office, I have a small, um, thumbtack board that I have a bunch of personal stuff on there that, mm -hmm. I, you know, that when I'm sitting in my office, I'm frustrated. I look up at it and whatever, you know, but if the whole, every wall was covered with things, you know, it'd be a little overwhelming. And, and I think yeah. that's what you're talking about. Like, you know, be, yeah. be yourself, be yourself, you know, and, and, but try to balance to know that you have all these other personalities coming in here every day. One of, one of a cool thing that many of our teachers do actually is that first week of school, they have, um, they keep like a, a wall blank. There's nothing on it. I don't work a bulletin board or a whiteboard or something. Mm -hmm. And they have the kids either go home and bring in a picture or like find one on Google and they'll print it out for them that represents something that they're interested in or something that they care about. And then they put them up on the board. And the idea is now, no matter what, every single day you come in and you can identify with something in that room. Um, that kind of brings everybody together. So that's, so a lot of our teachers do that. It's kind of a cool idea that they do. I want to do that at, at my work. I, I, um, the exact same thing like we have a bulletin board and i want to tell my staff like all right you know you you don't live to work right you work to live and yeah. and i want you to bring something in here that this is a reason you work like you you want to whether it's fishing hunting you go to sporting events you have children you whatever like put it on this board so you can see it and be reminded like you know you might be having a bad day at work uh, but you can just take a glance at this board real quick when you're coming back to the shop to clean up or to use Russian or whatever, you can see that. And, you know, hopefully it helps you or puts a smile on your face or something because there's more important things than, you know, having yeah. to clean this park. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's part of, I mean, it, it's a, it, it's not your identity by any means, yeah. right? but it's, a, it's part of your story. Yeah. And you, you've got to have, you know, you know, if it's, I know there's a lot of people who don't necessarily have jobs that they particularly like, but it's okay. Does that give you the ability to do this, you know, that, or, or give you the ability to support this or give you the ability mm -hmm. to do that? You know, it's, it's kind of like one of those like balancing type of things. And I think that's important. Um, you know, that people will kind of identify those things. I also don't want to make it seem like, uh, I got to find a happy balance between like, um, this thing that I want to do, but also I don't want it to be like kitschy or like, like a little kids or whatever, like, but yeah, right. the, the time, the, the, it's just the first time because then like I do it and then it's like, all right, well, this is, this is how Lorenzo is, or this is what he's about or whatever. And they know that I'm, a, you know, for lack of a better term for work, I'm a player, I'm definitely a player's coach and they know yeah. that already. So this sure. just, it just adds to it. There is one other thing that I want to do that I don't know if they'll get behind is, is like have a word of the year and have that up there too. Yeah. Um, but I'm still trying to mess with that because i don't know I, I i don't know where we're landing I, I don't know if i could do too many things at one time yeah that, that's always kind of like a you know a, a challenging point for me too because you know I, I do a lot of like reading and, and all that stuff like on different things and like i'm always like conscientious of like how much i push that out to the staff because i don't want people to like feel like hey scott's pushing kind of his own his own journey you know type yeah. of thing to us and so there's kind of like a, a fine line on, on that and like what fits and, you know, hopefully you do enough just to like spike some curiosity and, you know, help, 
the other people kind of hey that was interesting i'm gonna take a look at that and we'll go from there so actually yeah, I do like weekly like staff announcements you know and oh. then there, there's like moments of like gratitude like different things that you know people like staff members did uh that week uh, or a conversation i had that i was like oh that was cool conversation i'm glad they challenged me on that and then you know i like the events you know then always link some type of like resource to it like a little article or video or, or something like that and, and a quote mm. and uh you know the art of the resources kind of like balance between like hey this is like specifically like education related or this is hey this is something that i found interesting that's helped me maybe it could help you yeah things, so that, that's why i asked you about the about where you discipline kids if you have to and because and i don't know if i talked to you about it i know i've said it on podcast before but i i read uh mike social's book and he talked about um not like he made a point to when he had to address the team and like and he knew it was gonna be like a negative conversation like you know you basically have to get better he would take them out in the outfield and do it in the outfield and not in the clubhouse he said because the clubhouse is their home like i I don't want them to have negative feelings about coming into their home because you know i yelled at them or did whatever you know so i do it in the outfield that way you know it's done and then we walk away and then everyone goes back into their home and and they feel better Mm -hmm. about it Mm -hmm. that's a good idea i mean it's like I said, just to kind of like, there's a lot of kids that we know, like we could just, we can pull out of class and just like walk. Like, hey, just, and I think that eases the tension right away. Yeah. It, it becomes because a lot of times, like, you know, kids get that pass and come to the office and it's immediately like a wall. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to kind of like, you know, sometimes what I'll wait, I'll wait to do is like to hall exchange. I'll see them in the hall, and be like, hey, I'll come here for a second and, uh, you know, kind of walk a little bit, make sure we're private just try to figure out what's going on, you mm-hmm. know, because that's the first thing. It's like, we're never like accusational with different things. Okay. Yeah. What, what happened here? You know, give me a chance to like, talk like, what happened. And then they kind of talk and then, then we have to kind of do our due diligence on it after that. But so that's definitely a strategy that we, we'd use depending on, depending on the kid, depending on the situation. I've had an office for, um, I think since, well, probably since July, I've had an office now and I, I, try not to ever have one-on-one meetings in my office. Uh, we, we have a lot of um, bigger offices in our shop now because it's, it's, it's called the enrichment center. So there's a, it's a bigger building. Um, so we got all these different rooms everywhere and my office has no windows, which I also don't like, but um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I try to at, have, so is your office at glass city? It is. is yes. That, like pavilion that I was at for the PD a couple of years ago. No, it is not. It is. Yeah. It's brand new. Well, it was an old building, um, but they they rehabbed it, so it's um it's closer. It's right on Front Street. Um, okay. Now, so it's it's closer to Wait High School. Um, yeah. Okay. I got you. Yeah. So so you know we have all these other office rooms or meeting rooms. So I always try to have meetings there because I don't want every time someone comes in the office to be like, oh man, this is this is where he he has to talk to us about negative stuff all the time and and you know my team we we, we don't have to do that a lot yeah. you know but I, I just try not to be in there as yeah. much and even even sometimes if i'm just working um if i know i got a bigger office day then i will go in one of those other rooms too because again i don't have windows so i'd rather like be around uh, they drive me nuts yeah they drive me nuts so yeah so how's yeah. the uh you know it's a glass city park right ice skating all that stuff so yeah. i imagine this would i mean this would be like peak time of year right i mean how's that oh, yeah how's that? um yeah. it's it's pretty crazy uh and and stuff you don't really probably people don't think about um that 
you just me be, being the supervisor, I got to think about it every once in a while. Like this week, for whatever reason, because uh, well, it's because of the holiday, but our dumpsters never got emptied, and um, and we have three on site. We're actually yeah. four on site, and they were all full. Um, so just having to <laughs> like navigate with my team. Like, yeah. all right, I'm not there. And they're calling me like, hey, these dumpsters are full. All right, so we, let's try to take a piece of equipment, smash them down, or take them to one of our other parks that has a dumpster. You know, there's all these little things. But it it is very, very popular right now. And um, because the park that I run is has ice skating, we don't get the winter slowdown. Like, every other park has a winter slowdown. Because it probably picks up, doesn't it? I would imagine. Yeah, well, it, it pretty much stays the same because because of the all the water play we have too at that park, like it's always busy. So uh, we found out the slow times for our park are uh, after Labor Day um, for about six weeks from Labor Day until we start ice skating in mid November. It's it's okay. slow with with like the public, but it's busy because we are getting ready for ice skating. So there's a lot of stuff that we have to do as a staff. Yeah, and then after ice skating until memorial day when we open up um the all the water play features but again like we are cleaning up all the all the the ice skating stuff we are preparing for you know the rush of summer like there is no not a lot of downtime where other parks get the benefit of having a winter where they can do stuff are those restaurants open then yeah yeah, skating rink those are those are up going yeah yep there it's open i think it's open every day uh, the restaurant yeah so it's it's super yeah it's super popular people love it uh the good thing is um uh i would just we we watched the lions cowboys game at the marshals and uh lexi said that she goes every time i hear someone that goes there she goes i always ask them how it was or if there's any issues just so i can let you know like if there's problems and she's like everyone i talk to that says they love it everything's yeah. really cool i said like, yeah well good i'm glad so what was the uh the text exchange between you and trey with that Lions Cowboys ending, um, there was zero texting, zero, <laughs> and I was shocked. Um, even even like during the game, um, and even after the game, and I have not heard from and and you know to peel back the curtain. This is like you said, it's January first, so I have not heard anything even from Ben. Like I was over there and we saw it, and even when we saw it, like we were like, oh yeah, he just didn't check in, whatever. And then I thought. Now that video is going around everywhere where it shows number 68, like talking to the official. And I thought when they replayed it on the game night, I was like, oh, that's 68 right there. I was like, well, that's got to be 58 because they said he didn't check in. So yeah. you know, whatever. So I saw that. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is insane. But no, he no one's no one's texting me about it. And what's what sucked for them is that the Eagles lost. And if they would have beat the Cowboys, they would be the number two seed right now. Yeah, that, that I mean, that cost them. That was a, a big time. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah. I was I was in the car the day after listening to the Ravens Dolphins game, and they must have I forgot what team it was, but they must have had an offensive lineman come in and check eligible, <laughs> and the announcers made a big deal about what the officials did, how the officials basically paused, pointed out the guy who's eligible, and then like did this to show the number, yeah, of who actually was eligible. And so the commentators are like, you know, there was a league-wide conference call with all the officials this morning. <laughs> so you guys got to do a better job of identifying this. And, and that's how that's how it happens. Well, that's how it should be. Like, here's here's a mistake that was made. Yeah. Here's how we're going to correct it. For sure. 
And also, your crew is not going to do any playoff games. As I heard that. <laughs> yeah, I heard that. I mean, that was the same crew that missed the uh, has missed a few PI calls too. From what yeah, I'm I was just going to say it wasn't their first first time missing a, a call. First bump, yeah, bump which up. which is going to happen. Whatever. I mean, it, I say that now as a Cowboys fan because it benefited me that they messed up. But you know, also uh, there was, was a lot of Lions fans who said, "Why didn't they just kick the extra point after the third time, like the third attempt?" Yeah. Right. Yeah, I know Dan Campbell after the game was like, well, once we get the ball back, I knew it was gonna we we're gonna go win it. Yeah. Uh, he just has that mindset, right? Yeah. That we're gonna win it and you know, good for him. But I mean, whatever. I just I I don't know. So how do you how do you feel as a cowboy fan heading to the playoffs? Um I'll never feel good until we actually like do a good job. Like if we get to the F- NFC championship game this year, I'll be, I'll be excited about it. Yeah. You know, because we 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 will win a playoff game. Well, you know, and then everyone's excited and then it's terrible. So, yeah. you know, I, in my life, I can't be like too upset about it because my, my luck of teams have, it's, I've seen a lot of good with my team. So I'm never like super disappointed. Um, it sucks. And, uh, you know, I would love to see them win a Super Bowl, mostly now because of Mateo. Like I want Mateo to experience what I've experienced. I've experienced, you know, the, the Indians at the time going to two world series uh, I've seen the Cowboys win three Super Bowls. I've seen the Spurs win five championships. I've seen Texas win a national championship. Like all my teams have done well, and I want now I want Mateo to experience that. So yeah. that's that's mostly what it is now. I think they got a shot. What's that? I think they got a shot. I think so too. I mean, their defense is really good, and Dak's playing really good right now. And you know, I it's it's exciting, and and you got I guess a that's all you can ask staff that's been there. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that sucks, and someone made a point of it too, is like. Dan Campbell and that whole mess at the end really negates the fact that my that McCarthy messed up time management on when, when they had the ball. <laughs> <coughs> Why are we throwing the ball and throwing it out of bounds when um when we're trying to run the clock out? Yeah, that's all right. So that they said that overshadows it. So now he gets a he gets a a, a break on, on that. Yeah, <laughs> I like Big Mike though. Oh, nothing I know you for, do. Nothing, yeah, nothing, I, nothing but love for Big Mike. He doesn't bother me. The one I I'm gonna miss when he probably gets a head coaching job next year is Dan Quinn, the defensive coordinator, because yeah. that defense is so good. Yeah, he's probably um, due for another shot at it. Yeah, and I think last year I think he declined interviews. Maybe it was because it was teams he wasn't interested in. Yeah. Um, but he declined interviews and was like, "No, I'm I'm good. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay here." So I got a buddy from OU that's on the Cowboys staff. Oh yeah, yeah. What does he do? So, He's the assistant DBs coach. No kidding. Yeah. So kind of uh, cool story. Kind of worked his way up. You know. Yeah. You have to give me. You have to give me his info. See if I can talk to him. Podcast. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll figure it out. Find yeah. it for you. I haven't talked to him in years. Probably since we. Probably a year or so after we graduated. But I can get that info. Yeah, that's cool, man. Uh, that that's how we. I was able to do so many cool things is because my grandpa had a relative that worked for the Cowboys. Yeah. So I was able to go to their training camp and. Did you say you had a Troy Aikman like helmet or something? Got Troy Aikman. Yeah, it's helmet. right. It's right above my head. Right oh, I see. There. Is that right there? Yeah. Yep. It's and that's the one where my grandpa's like, "You can have this one. I'm going to get a real helmet signed by him." I said, "Okay, thank you. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it." But he has. I, I was not there, but he. My grandpa had pictures of him like holding the Super Bowl trophy with Jerry Jones and stuff. It was. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Like my, uh, <laughs> my wife years ago for Raymond James got to, they have like a national conference every year somewhere. Mm. And like years ago, it was actually held, I think 
in Arlington. Is that where the Cowboy Stadium is, Arlington? Um, uh, I don't. Yes, it is. Yes. But anyways, long story. It's like right after the that new stadium opened, mm-hmm. and so she and everybody else from Raymond James got this like super like select private tour and got the she has her picture of her standing on the star in midfield and then Tony Romo's locker and that's sweet. all this stuff. It was, it was cool. Yeah, that uh Jimmy had had a contact that worked for the Cowboys um that would like get him real awesome tickets and you know they got to I think they went in a box one time or something and and I was like yeah he goes well yeah when you guys come down here you know they took a tour of the star their yeah. their headquarters and everything. So like, yeah if you guys ever come down here you know we'll hook up and then and now she doesn't work for them anymore. I was like, ah, oh, I missed, I missed my chance. Yeah, right. <laughs> we, uh, I, went to, I went to a Packer game in Lambo a couple of years ago. You know, Matt Hollinger lives up in Green Bay. And uh, so me and another buddy from OU went up there. And, and uh, Matt's wife, as a side job, is a waitress in the suites. Hmm. And, um, you know, just extra money, right? And so we went to the game. And, and she's been the waitress at for the Green Bay Press Gazette suite for like yeah. 16 or 18 years or something. So she knows everybody. So we ended up buying like cheap tickets to the game. And then at the end of the first quarter, she met us down and gave us like the passes. Like, Oh yeah. Over your neck, whatever. She goes, just show the guy at the elevator. He's past. You, you guys should be right up. And uh, so we did, we showed it and came right up and got the hand out there for a while. That was pretty cool. Yeah. That's sweet, man. I, I, uh, do you, do you have like, uh in your phone or whatever like have people where you're like man i could probably make this connection work but uh i'm, a, feel I'm bad afraid about it. Yeah. A long time. <laughs> yeah i do <laughs> yeah, i do <laughs> like yeah. like e- even if it's like um because it, it is one of the it's, it goes back uh, it reminds me of i used to mess with george all the time because his parents used to live right behind the fort yeah and yeah. every fourth of july fourth of like july. These pe- yeah these people would just like they hadn't talked to him since last fourth of july and they're like hey yeah. your parents still live there can we come over and hang out and i still mess with them um his parents don't live there anymore but i'll still text them every fourth of july like hey or third of july like hey uh can i come over to your parents house you know hang out yeah. but but that's what it is like you i would like to think if i got into the point where someone would call me and be like hey i haven't talked to you in a while um you know we used to be good buddies can you can you hook me up with this or that uh, but I would imagine it gets old after because there's probably a lot of people that do it. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't. Yeah, it's there's some people like I got this like like I think it's this this buddy from college who like, we're pretty good friends in college, but you know you'll sense that time period we play fantasy football together and we don't yeah. like we don't mess up. He lives in Tampa. He's like a lawyer in Tampa, and uh, so he's kind of a big shot and has like you know the boat out there and stuff like that. And we're like like. We, Tampa hanging out, hanging out with him like, it'd be, like awkward for me to be like texting like hey I'm gonna I'll be in Tampa to get you want to get together or yeah. <laughs> you know anymore unless it was like a group of us you know I think that uh, I think that's a little better like hey I I happen to be in your city you want to yeah. go out to dinner or whatever as opposed to be like hey can I come down and hang out with you right <laughs> so I don't know wait did you freeze Scott Yeah, so it's yeah, but yeah, you go back. Say it again. Am I okay? Oh yeah, we're good. We're Am good I now. okay for you? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. We froze a little bit. I got, I got a little message that said my internet was unstable. <laughs> I'm okay. That's all right. That'll work. Um, yeah, I, 
I don't know. I, I guess I'd have to look through it. Um, I don't know if I would have people like that. Uh, I'm assuming I do, but uh, but it is. I'm friendly enough with other people where I I have done that before, where I'm like, hey, I'm going to be in your city. Want to yeah. hang out? If not, cool. You know, that, whatever. I'm just just reaching yeah. out. You know, I'd say the, the the biggest case of that was we didn't do this, so this would have been probably at 08, 09, right around there. Um, before I was married, I was teaching. We went to um, a bunch of a college friends of mine. We went to New York City for New Year's Eve. Oh. And we were trying to figure out. So, like, one of our buddies, his name was Jaron. He was already living in Harlem. And he was home for Christmas. He's from Hilliard outside Columbus. And so we all crafted a plan of, <laughs> hey, we're going, we'll meet in, in Hilliard. We'll pick Jaron up. We'll take him back to New York if we can stay with him for new year's yeah and he was like yeah that's cool that sounds fun so there's like eight of us right everybody from college i think the only one that you probably know is hollinger came with us mm. and so we're trying to figure out what to do for new year's eve and the only caveat that jaron had was like we're not doing Times square he goes i did it last year it was the worst experience of my life <laughs> we're never i'm never going to do it you guys are going to regret it it's it's not fun it's miserable it will be awful so trying to figure out what to do right mm -hmm. so meanwhile one of our buddies has a friends a friend of one of our buddies older brother this is apparently, right apparently is like a model in new york city mm -hmm. and so he goes well let me call this guy he's pretty in tune to stuff you know and and maybe he will like tell us what to do and so we're like, we're driving to New York now from Columbus. As you're driving, do you, so you don't have plans besides we're staying with Jared? Not really. We kind of have, we kind of had a research at this point in time. Like there was this like club option that we could do. It was uh -huh. like a hundred, like 75 bucks a ticket, but it was yeah. like all you, eat, all you can drink at this club, you know, outside of Times Square, you know, type of thing. So we're, we're like, right, we'll do that. You know, kind of like it's our backup, our fallback. Yeah. 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 My, and, our, sa our safety club. Our safety club, right? <laughs> and so, so lo and behold, so our buddy calls, texts his friend, who's not, he's not even like really friends with, and asks, Hey, does your brother still live in New York? And he goes, Yeah. And he goes, Well, me and all my friends are going to be there for New Year's. Is, can we, like, is he doing anything? <laughs> I mean, because he's like a pretty well-to-do model. He's kind of like in, in the circles there. Yeah. Is he doing anything that we could do? I mean, for New Year's? I mean, can we like tag along? There's like eight of us. Yeah. And so he goes, oh, let me, let me call him and ask. <laughs> he calls and then he calls back and goes, hey, yo, my brother's not actually going to be there. However, he got invited to Jay-Z and Beyonce's New Year's Eve party. <laughs> That he thinks he can get you guys into. Oh my god! I said that serious, and we're like, no way. And he goes, yeah, he, he, we thinks he, he thinks he'll he'll be able to. He just has to like know who's and then put you guys on a list and and all this stuff. So like we're like driving to New York, thinking about this. Like, do we do this? Do we not do this? Like, how like super like sketchy is, is that like do we like eight guys from ohio show up to this party right yeah, we don't yeah. know, like the one person we know only one of us knows we don't really know him and he's not gonna be there he's not gonna be there <laughs> so, so we ended up deciding not to do it we went, oh we, man we went to that club that i told you about but 
that that thought that that thought process was there though. Um, is there any regret to this day? Like, man, maybe we probably should have tried that. No, I mean, I that was the first <laughs> time I thought of that in a few years. So really, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. The moment, the moment I, I actually think of more about that trip, like I said, there's like eight of us there, like we're 23, 24 years old, um, you know, super great time. And so, so Matt Hollinger, all he wants to do is see the, the Empire State Building and go mm. to the, that's all he wants to do. The, like we were there for like four days. And so it's like day three and it's like nine o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can like do the tours of the empire state building so he goes i want to see it at night i want to see the city lit up so we yeah. go and like buy tickets or whatever and it's like a like a three-hour wait oh god and we're like no we're <laughs> sorry man we're not doing it so we're walking around and this guy like hears like the the transactional conversation with us like we're not like waiting three lap three hours so this guy pops out of this alley and goes hey you guys want to go up there we're like yeah he goes I have a back way to get you guys up there. Oh no. Free of charge. And we're like, and Matt is like, let's go. <laughs> we're like, no. Not even a second thought. <laughs> the sketchy guy out of an alley. Yes, let's do it. Come on. <laughs> nope. Let's <laughs> go straight here. <laughs> so I think of that moment more than I think of the, the possible Jay-Z party. Oh my God. That's so funny. So he he didn't get to see the Empire State Building, huh? No, we didn't do it. So like he he came to New York wanting to do two things, two things only. <laughs> Uh, actually three things we did one of them uh, he wanted to see the empire state building did not do that wanted to see yankee stadium we did not do that yeah and wanted to see the seinfeld coffee shop which we did do that okay uh, we were able to see that um, <laughs> what out of three yeah so i was like dude why, why would we want to see yankee stadium on december 29th <laughs> why would we just come back in july and see a game yeah that's very true yeah so, uh so uh I- New Year's Eve plans and New York City. You guys went to a bar club, whatever. How did how? Now that's now what was like fifteen years later. Two children, yeah. New Year's Eve. Did you even stay up till midnight? Last or last night. Eve? Last night. Yeah. yeah. Well, dude, I came close because the Packers were on TV. Oh, okay, okay. Packers. Yeah, Packers yeah that that, that that didn't end. I felt like that ended. They were like, well, eleven. Fifteen. Eleven thirty. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did I wait? Did I stay up the extra half an hour? No. Oh man. <laughs> so yeah, I went to bed. I haven't Lindsay and I haven't stayed up for a New Year's Eve probably since Alice was born. Really? Yeah. I mean Eight. it's we usually set an alarm for like eleven fifty five. We fall asleep really? on the couch. Last night though, we didn't. We we also stayed up. We were at my in-laws, we watched the Packers game. Um and then we came home probably about eleven thirty and the kids were the kids wanted to stay up. So they yeah. were up. We got little party hats and stuff, and they were all nice. excited about it. So yeah, we stayed up, and then I didn't go to bed probably till about one forty-five. Yeah, I think we'll probably like when the girls get a little older, probably your like your kids' age, we'll, we'll stay up again. Um, yeah. Did I ever yeah. tell you about the what Lindsay and I's previous New Year's Eve tradition was? No. For kids. Uh. Uh-uh. So we used to. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is a bad one too. Uh, <laughs> we used to uh, every New Year's Eve um have dinner with her dad and, and stepmom uh-huh. you know in Detroit. and one year i can't remember if we were married we must have been married um because we had clement which was that little white dog yeah yeah with us and we were so hungry heading up there and i remember going to dinner right we were so hungry and like you know how like Lindsay's like super like she's always been like super health conscientious mm-hmm. of 
literally right and she goes i can't i have i have to eat something i said okay well like we're driving like our options are fast food Mm -hmm. and she goes i don't care just go to the taco bell right over there so we go to taco bell and she gets a, a burrito she's and I, I can't remember if I was driving or she was driving or whatever, but the burrito spills and the nacho cheese goes onto the dog. Oh. <laughs> the dog's got this nacho cheese all on it. And we're like, oh gosh. Oh. And so whatever, we clean the dog up. So ever since that moment, our New Year's Eve tradition on New Year's Eve for dinner, we would have Taco Bell. We called it Taco Bell Explosion Day. Where that'd be the one time a year we would get Taco Bell, we could order whatever we wanted and just go to town on it. So after yeah. a couple of years of doing it for dinner, like we would spend like forty dollars there. I mean, it was and that's so a lot much. for Taco Bell. It is so much. Yeah. And then after a couple of years of doing that for dinner, we're like, well, we can't handle the dinner anymore, so let's make it for lunch. And so we had it for lunch, and their office picked up on it, and this is her office was doing it too. Oh, really? Yeah, so like every day because they they have to work typically on on Christmas or on New Year's Eve if it's if, if the market's open. Oh yeah, okay. They would do it too, and um, so like we and, and then and then finally like over the last you know several years when you know I've actually paid a little bit more attention with what I put into my body, my body just wasn't responding the way it used to the time ago, and so we stopped doing it. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. When your body tells you, I guess yeah. that's game over. You know. You know, uh, Taco Bell has been there for a lot of people for a lot of different reasons. Uh, yours just happened to be on a New Year's dinner where you guys were starving, yep. and uh, and that was in high. I mean, that, in high school, that was the place, man. Like, oh, like that was every we, weekend. Yeah, we needed to go somewhere. We were hungry. Taco Bell. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, our wedding night. Uh, it was probably about two a.m. and there was we were starving. And there was no yeah. fast food open, and I heard my my parents like walking uh, down the hallway at the, at the hotel. And I was like, you guys going to Taco Bell? They're like, yeah. I was like, here, can you get us a bunch of stuff? So Andrew and I had Taco Bell at like two o'clock in the morning on our wedding night. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I tell you, so I can't remember the last time I had Taco Bell, but Lindsay, uh, not very often, but she will make a homemade crunch wrap supreme. So good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. They, I mean, it, it puts Taco Bells to shame. They have, um, and this is what we usually eat. Uh, and it sounds bad because I'm Mexican, but they have good like taco kits at Meyer oh, yeah. yeah. uh, that we always get usually usually get. And uh, real quick, you just brown some meat, and if you want to cut up some veggies, throw some veggies on there. Good to go. Yeah, we've we've uh, we've gotten the Taco Bell packages before because they're actually not that bad for you. You know, oh, okay. Takes those and compares them to the other packages, and like actually, it's, it's not that bad. That and you can you can make you can make them with ground turkey if you want to. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's what you get, like the grass fed beef that we always get and yeah. put it in, or the turkey or whatever. So it's, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. I uh that's one of our you know, as as I'm sure you're well aware, there's certain things your kids will eat and as adults yeah. you're forced to eat the same stuff um yeah. every once in a while because you rather not fight about it. So you got you know, trick them and saying oh, sloppy joes and meatball stuff. <laughs> you know uh, words, by the way, that's one of the best skits of all time. Um so I've been working with George, uh, and I was excited to debut some new old jokes uh, at on. I was supposed to do a comedy show on the night December nineteenth, but I was sick and I yeah. had to cancel. And I was excited because it was like old material, but George like helped me revamp it and add yeah. some new jokes and stuff. And that was one of them, like the sloppy Joe story. 
was was going to be told again, but it was going to have like a new ending, and yeah. I was pretty excited about it. But now I gotta I gotta wait to do it again some other. So, time. so when are you gonna when are you gonna uh, get on the mic again? I don't know. That was the last one I had booked. Um, is that supposed- be Lilac? Is that what's called Levi? L- Levi Lilac, yeah. Levi. So there's supposed to be another one there in February, um, but the owner or the renters of that building they rent the downstairs, which is Levi Lilac, and then they rent the upstairs too, but they don't know if they're going to renew their lease for that upstairs part. Uh, okay. So Jake's going to have to find somewhere else to go if they don't renew their lease. So he's looking at other options and stuff and, and seeing what's out there. But yeah, it, it's a cool space up there. I, I really enjoy it. Uh, I've been there a couple of times. I uh, did a comedy show, but then I've seen other things there, music shows and other stuff too. Yeah, I haven't been to the upstairs. I've, I've been to the restaurant a couple of times. Restaurant's good too. I love their burgers and stuff. Yeah, it's Yeah. Cool. yeah. But yeah, at some point, I'll let you know. Uh, I'm going to do it again because it is fun. And I have, like I said, I've been working with me and George been working together. And uh, there's some new stuff that I'm pretty excited about. And, um, and you know, the past like three times I've done it, you know, I've done new stuff that's done really well. And I've done old stuff that has done well. So it's 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 been fun again. Like I enjoy doing comedy again. Well, which I, yeah. And, and it is a lot of it. And uh, and that's what's. What's hard too is that these Levi Lilac shows, I've done three of them and like the same people will come back. So I got to like try old stuff or do it, do sometimes I'll do the same jokes again, but people will still enjoy it, which is fun too. Cause yeah, I try to, it also forces me to write a little bit more if I know the same people are coming that just saw me last month. So I'm trying to like write a little bit more. So you just like reflect it and you're holding that craft a little bit, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, having, having a, a friend writing partner helps too because they you know sometimes you see you don't see jokes that accountability there too you know that you have to do it yeah yeah good thing but all right well scott again thanks for coming on i got uh boatloads of laundry to do so um, (laughs) i got my laundry all downstairs ready to go (laughs) uh i did load last night there's load in the dryer and now the kids uh need some stuff done too uh so again i appreciate you coming out here you're you're a good dude good friend uh and like i said at the beginning Someone I can always count on to be like, hey, I need an episode. Uh, yeah. and, we got to go out sometime, Lorenzo. We do. We do. I think the last time we went out was a COVID beer over Zoom. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. it, was. it was probably. <laughs> it's just, man, it's just, you get it with kids and everything. It's just, it's, it's hard. Oh, yeah. Carve that time out, right? Well, hopefully, hopefully it happens before we go to San Diego in June. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that trip. That'll be fun. Oh, oh it's going to be awesome. Yeah. All right, man. Well, thanks again. Uh, uh, Have a good day, man. You too. Thanks again to my guest, Scott Buecher, for coming on the podcast. Enjoyed talking to him about uh, Easy Bake Ovens, cardboard creations, uh, team building, that kind of stuff. He's always good to talk about with team building. He's a, you know, it's fun to to talk about that kind of stuff with him. Uh, And then New Year's Eve. Uh, I know this episode came out on the 18th, but we talked, but we recorded on New Year's Day. So, uh, talked about new year's eve plans and uh as we get older how those change so thanks again to scott uh for for coming on and agreeing to podcast on such short notice thanks to all of you for always liking sharing and subscribing to the podcast um uh, please continue to do so uh, go to youtube page hit that subscribe button let's get those uh, subscribers up um and uh keep climbing these uh charts view viewers downloads whatever let's just keep going up because uh, it's fun and I want and uh, I'm hoping you guys are enjoying it as much as I am. 
So maybe at some point these will be in person again, um, but this is uh, very simple and easy to do and it uh, continues to grow uh, little by little. So um, hopefully the changes of going to once a month, or I'm sorry, once a week isn't, uh, isn't too crazy for people. So thanks again to all of you. And as always, thanks to Real JP Multimedia, Cuttlefish Graphics, Perrysburg Junior High STEM Lab, and Big Daddy Graphics for always helping out the podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.